Welcome to Awakened Hearts. I am your host, Midge Noble. The Awakened Hearts podcast is a place where we choose compassion, loving kindness, and a heart-centered life. I believe that everyone is on earth to serve a sacred contract. I believe that we were all created to be compassionate, loving, and kind to ourselves and to all living souls. I believe that we can awaken our hearts and heal old wounds. I believe that we all have the power to transform our pain into our most authentic, spiritual, compassionate, and best selves. I believe we deserve to feel empowered to speak up and set boundaries and be valued by those we love and respected by those we meet along our path. Hello, Bodhi Seekers, and welcome back to Awakened Hearts. So tonight's episode is a little bit of a self-reveal. Um, I had a lot of lessons that came up for me uh, last this past weekend, and I would not really be doing you any credit if you didn't see the process as things are working. So what I mean by process is that when we're awakening, awakening our hearts, that that happens incrementally. It's not like one day you're, you know, not really awakened and the next day, boom, you are awakened. Although um, there have been uh, some folks who have taken a shift, you know, it's just been like a, an eye opening thing, like perhaps they've been through an accident and they you know, they were this way before the accident and then that woke them up and they, you know, went in a totally different direction. And we, we call that a shift. And that is something that happens, um, just like in the blink of an eye. And, and that's a a powerful shift. The rest of us, or some of us, however you want to put that, we shift incrementally. Like we're making little shifts all the time and we're like seeing an article and we go, huh, let me, let me see how that's going to, you know, impact my life. Or, or we talk to someone who, um, you know, says that they're vegan. And then maybe we see an article about the health benefits of being vegan. And then perhaps we go to dinner with someone and we, d- we choose a vegan entree just to see what all the fuss is about. So we're making little shifts in our life. And we may think, well, I'll lean into that and I'll, I'll substitute this animal product for this vegan option. And instead of just cold turkey, whoosh, you know, stop doing all things not vegan and becoming vegan, which I wouldn't really recommend anyway, because that's a huge shock to your system. So incrementally, you're making shifts and changes. So what am I talking about as far as, you know, this um, dark night of the soul? Um, this is all about having your your buttons pushed. It's all about having a deeper spiritual lesson that starts to rise up out of pain. The deep um, dark night of the soul is really about not being sure about your direction. Um, And so this is what happened this weekend. I had decided to have a retreat at Corgi Haven Lane. I've, you know, I've kind of promoted that on the show and I've talked to you about it. And, uh, and I posted it through not only on Facebook in their events column, but I posted it on Eventbrite, which can reach a whole lot more people. And I had opened it up to, to no more than 14 people because I knew that that would be pretty much the most comfortable capacity that, um, the, the room, the main room at 
at Corgi Haven Lane could hold. Um, that would be pushing it, but uh, so no more than 14, you know, less 10 would be okay. You know, <laughs> so I've kind of, you know, reached for a higher number uh, to make full, full certainty that we'd be able to have a good turnout. And then I promoted it and I promoted it and I promoted it, and I promoted it. And I kept having a really good feeling about it. I was able to secure the projector screen at Christmas time. That was one of my special little gifts from my mother-in-law, knowing that I was going into more of the speaking business um, as well as the coaching business. And so that was part of her gift to me. And then I was able to uh, get my own personal projector so that when I go to venues that do not have the right hookups for my MacBook Pro or, you know, it may be going to somebody's private home, that I would still be able to run a slideshow or I'd still be able to use those things, you know, and not have to worry about the hookups. And so all of it was falling into place. And the co-creating your life um, presentation and workshop became a reality. And it was just, an, I really love everything about this, this workshop. The only thing that happened was that I began to have some of those old gremlins show up that I really felt like I had worked through and I know how to, you know, to kind of boss back. But it seemed to be one of those sticky wickets where you get something, you know, in your craw and you just can't let it go. One of my sticky wickets was, oh my gosh, how are, if all of those people show up, if, you know, if I get really 14 participants, where is everybody going to park? You know, as I've mentioned before, Corgi Haven Lane Retreat Center right now is in my vision. The actual cabin where I'm holding the retreats is quite small. Now it can hold a bunch of people because I've had my whole entire family there for a, um, a, a birthday party and we had plenty of room and lots of space in that, in that main room. However, you know, as far as parking, um, it depends on how far you want to walk. <laughs> so we have parking at the top where the cabin actually is. And down below, there's places to park uh, just in the grass and stuff. But then that's a good little hike up the road. So I began to, to ruminate and perseverate over that. Actually kept me up a, a couple of nights thinking about it in my dreams and, and it just in my waking moments. So this was running in the background. Remember I talked about the apps that run in the background and these core beliefs or the self-doubts or all those things that crop up, that resonates in the background. So one of the things that was resonating for me was the parking. And then I started watching and noticing that no one was signing up, getting lots of interest, but nobody was signing up. And I felt this little wave of panic. And then I thought, well, it's okay. You know, I've been through this before with the class that I that I taught. And it's like no one signed up until almost the last week. And then I had several participants that signed up all at one time. So I, I kept pushing that down and pushing that down. But instead of really reframing it and managing it, I was just pushing it down. Now, part of what was getting in my way at this point was just the volume of activities I'm involved in and the things that I'm doing. And this is a key thing. All right. So one of the words that I don't know if we've talked about yet, but if you look at the word halt, uh, H-A-L-T, and that word is, is used a lot in the addiction world. And it, the, the letters would stand for hungry, angry, 
lonely, and tired. And when you're feeling any of these low emotions, low energy emotions, hungry, angry, lonely, tired, then you're kind of like setting yourself up a little bit for relapse. Now, even though this is not an addiction issue, I wasn't paying attention to I'm really not eating right, that I'm feeling really frustrated uh, with some of the things that are, are not moving for me. Like there are lots of things that are opening up. And then there are lots of things that I'm not really feeling like I'm being fruitful in in bringing it to me. Um, you know, it is kind of isolating to work the hours that I work. You know, I'm here all day at, at my day job. <laughs> and then, you know, I'm doing a lot of things at night. I'm not, I'm not getting into bed always at the right time anymore. Um, and so, you know, it's kind of like I'm, I'm on my little, my own little island over here <laughs> doing my thing. And I know other people are out there, but it's hard to see them. When I was, was actually up at the mountain this past weekend, there was a lot of rain and a lot of heavy fog. And I mean, there were no birds, I didn't see the deer. I didn't see the turkeys. I couldn't hear anything other than rain. And I felt like, yeah, I called home and I told my wife, I said, I feel like I am the only person on the planet. I really do. I feel like I'm the only one here. <laughs> and it was just so, the fog was so socked in that it really, sent, it just was so quiet. Now, in a way that was very peaceful, but it was also a little weird. Um, and of course, I'm just tired. I'm, I'm, you know, doing my, I'm doing classes online and I'm, you know, I'm doing my job and I'm doing, you know, the podcast and I love everything. I love everything I'm doing, but it's leaving me a little bit spent, I guess. So, um, <laughs> I get myself into these things, you know, I have like feast or famine sometimes. I don't, I don't, um, I don't do just one thing or if I do just one thing then I'm frustrated because I, I want to be doing more and you know, the hummingbird in me comes out and then I, then I overbook. So anyway, so here I am getting a little frustrated. I'm tired. I'm, I'm, you know, trying to, to get everything to work and I'm putting in so much effort, 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 effort. And I was not in the flow. So I had a lot of stuff coming up for me. I had this, you know, that fear of lack came back up, resonating back to me, uh, from, you know, way in the back of my brain where, you know, there's that, poverty consciousness that if, you know, if I can't get enough people to sign up for this, then what's going to happen? You know, am I not going to be able to, to, you know, have this business really working for me and what's going to happen if, if, you know, the money's not coming in. So I started having and resonating more with the fear of that lack of money and imagining and, you know, into the future, which, you know, we've talked about, you don't go that far in the future. <laughs> you don't know what's going to happen. So, but I'm, I'm now manifesting from this lack of me not having a working pay paycheck and then having events and nobody showing up. And then I started resonating with that hypocritical voice of, well, Hey, you're going to do this co-creating workshop and you can't even co you can't co-create, you know, participants to come. You know, what's up with that? You know, and then that perfectionism kicks in of, Oh my gosh, Midge, you know, how can you, how can you, you know, guide other people when, when you're feeling so lost yourself, isn't that a little bit hypocritical, you know? And, and so all of that was going on and it was like that train that just started barreling down the tracks and it was so hard to stop it because I was not in my best. I was not rested. I was not, you know, feeling nourished. I was not able to really clarify in that moment how powerful those little thoughts were resonating in the background. And so guess what happened? Of course, 
I did get one person to sign up for the workshop, but the day of the event, that person had to cancel. And nobody came. Not one person. Nobody. Not one. So I'm sitting up on my mountain in my beautiful cabin with the projector all set up, the screen in place, little cards sitting out. You know, I made a cinnamon cake with my doTERRA essential oils with the ginger and the clove and the spices, and it was awesome. I had to taste it before I was going to serve it, guys. I had to taste it, so I knew it was awesome. And I had all these little treats out, and I was ready. I even went down through the rain to open up the gate to make sure that there were no complications and people could get up to the top of the cabin. And then I waited, and nobody came. And then there was the dark night of the soul. Stay tuned after this break, and I'll tell you how it all turned out. Hey guys, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast like I'm doing here? I used to have a radio show on the internet, and I absolutely loved it. The downside was I had to pay to be the host. I had to pay a lot of money. I loved my show and I still had lots more to say. I just didn't want to pay so much to have conversations with you. That's when I found Anchor. I am so excited because Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, distributing, and monetizing my own podcast. Instead of me paying out a lot of money, I have the potential to get paid for using my voice and talking about what is important to me and hearing your stories. I love connecting with all of you, and Anchor has given my voice to you. So if you're ready to start your own podcast, go to anchor.fm backslash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm backslash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Thanks for joining the Gay With God community. Welcome back, guys. Okay, so so it was a rough evening after that. I was really, really having a hard time after putting all of this effort into this presentation and really believing that people would show up and benefit from what I had to say. So on one side, I have all of the you know, the, the doubt and the fear and the angst about things. And on the other side, I really was thinking at the time that I was resonating and, and co-creating a great event. So here's the thing. If, if I am split this way, something powerful will be the thing that rises to the top. And I do believe in my skills. I do know that I have, I I really have invested so much of my soul into the law of attraction and into uh, co-creating things and manifesting things and, and being able to rise above all of the negative core beliefs that I had embraced. And I have cleared many, many, many things. However, at this particular junction, the fear of, you know, not getting a paycheck 
um, the way I'm used to getting a paycheck in the next few months was definitely more of a resonating fear than me manifesting this workshop. It wasn't about me not being good enough, even though that's, that's the way my ego starts to say it. Um, and let me just, I'm just going to read you the most raw and I journaled this, you know, after, after that night. And this is what came up for me. So this is unfiltered, uncensored, and I just got inspired to share this with you. So here's how it, how it all came down for me. The, this was my self-reflection on the dark night of the soul. Is that I am still coming from a place of doubt. I feel the fear in the pit of my stomach when I think of being without a solid paycheck in June. I feel scared when I think of leaving the cabin because what if we can't afford it? And this may be the last time that I'm here. I don't feel worthy intellectually to teach people things that I have not mastered. I'm often unsure of the next step, and I don't always trust the universe to show it to me. It is in this state of doubt, of uncertainty, and fear that I feel so incredibly sad, disappointed, and fearful that my dream will not come to fruition, and I'll be forced to find a job that sucks the life out of my soul. That sounds very depressing, doesn't it? And at that moment, it really, really, really was. But here are the key points, all right, that I'm still coming from a place of doubt. That's very huge, that that doubt of of being able to turn over things. You know, I doubt, you know, I've always been that worker bee. I'm the one in charge. I'm the one getting it done. I know that I can do it because I'm going to be the one to show up. And having to turn something over even if it's to the universe, <laughs> that's a huge leap of faith. That's huge. And I have to still be resonating from that doubt because the fear is so big. So the fear of the unknown paycheck, I don't know what's going to happen in three months. I could win the lottery. I could get an offer to to do one job and, and create more money than I've ever made in my life. It happens to people. It really does. So you know, but I'm at this point in this state of my halt, <laughs> hungry, angry, lonely, tired, in this space, I have stopped resonating at my highest functioning level. Okay. So the fear and the doubt are from the state of, of where I'm at. This is right now the baseline. And now I get to move my myself all the way up that emotional guidance scale. So if you've checked out Abraham Hicks, and you've looked at the emotional guidance scale that, that they talk about, fear and powerlessness and despair are the bottom of the barrel as far as emotional manifesting emotions, okay? And then, you know, until I get up to this belief section, I've got a lot of stuff that I'm going to have to work through and, and go through. And this is not, when you look on the scale and you see where you're falling on this scale, that's not a judgment, that's an alert. Hey, <laughs> you are not resonating at, at your most powerful space. So what can I do about that? I can first be aware of it. And then I get to take ownership of the, of the core beliefs that are still coming up for me. That unworthiness, thinking that I have to master something. I mean, that is like a huge lie from the ego that I have to master something. Do you know that the first time that I heard Wayne Dyer swear, it almost blew me out of the water? Because I saw him and I had, I had seen his PBS specials and I saw all these things that he had done and all these things he had, he had written. And he just seemed to be this so amazingly put together man. And he was. He also swore. 
<laughs> and I thought, oh my gosh, my spiritual guru swears. Um, but that was also kind of empowering because he was not perfect. He got bouts of anger. He got leukemia. A man that always talked about being able to come from this place of clean, you know, clean eating and, and clean living and that you can boss back any, um, you know, uh, what's the word, uh, medical concern that you have the power to do that. And we do. But sometimes we get in our own way because guess what? No person is perfect on this planet. And I know we say those words and I've said those words on this show. We are all you know, not, none of us are exempt from the little mumblings in the back of our brain, those power sources that are pulling away all the things we know to be true. And then here we are back to square one and we get to relearn how to get ourselves out of that, that mess that we've put ourselves in. So I don't blame anybody for not signing up for the, for the workshop. I don't blame any way that that happened. You know, it's not about blame. It's about taking personal responsibility for how I show up in my own co-creating power. I have co-created before. The cabin is on. I was standing in one of my (laughs) co-creations. You know, I know that it is possible to co-create and I know the steps to do it. However, when you're human, and and I am (laughs) human, when you are human, you can get in your own way. And I clearly did during this whole experience. And so that unworthiness, feeling like I have to be perfect in order to teach others. I teach others every day. I teach the the families that I work with here in in my practice. I teach, you know, I'm always teaching. I think that's part of of who I am. And that's why coaching applies to me so well is because I'm a teacher and, and I'm not just a sit back Rogerian style counselor that just ums a lot. I, I am in it to present it. (laughs) And then people take things away that, that really resonate with them. And I love that. So even though I'm not perfect, I am able to, to convey information that resonates with others. I actually had a client this morning that talked to me about how when I share from my own experiences, especially the times that I share when I have had to overcome something like this today when I'm sharing with you, and it resonated with them because that gives them a break. They don't have to feel like they can't tell me when they're having doubts and fears and issues because they know that it happens to me too. And and that actually has been one of their best healing moments is to be able to see how I, you know, work through something. If I share something like that and then, you know, show them how to get to the other side of that, they know that I'm walking that journey as well. And what is important is I'm teaching by sharing, but I'm also helping them understand that that they can't they don't have to be perfect either. Even though my ego keeps telling me I have to. <laughs> no, I don't. And and no does anybody else. We are always, you know, in this space of being able to claim the lesson and transform that into some kind of a new way of dealing with the same old stuff that comes up. So in this state of all this uncertainty and doubt and fear, you know, I felt so depressed, but now I understand that this is one more step in my tool belt to be able to use for the folks that I'm coaching, to show them that none of us are immune. And when we get into this 
this physical state, that of hang, hungry, angry, lonely, tired, then the dark night of the soul is coming because we're not able to then, you know, incrementally knock that those things out of our awareness and not take them so seriously. You know, I mean, I was just so excited in this in this last week, I was able to do some really good animal communication work, you know, and, and I was talking about how uh, all of my gifts are showing up to be purposefully used and to assist others. So, you know, it goes from the, <laughs> you know, so from all of that to then feeling like, you know, what is my purpose and why am I here if I can't get anybody to show up? Who's going to hear me if nobody's here to hear me? So the lesson here is not that there aren't people to hear me. The lesson is I need to go back and make sure I'm in the right space in order to manifest exactly what I'm wanting and desiring instead of manifesting from that dark place of doubt and fear and perfection. That's never going to cut it. There, there will never be an awesome workshop created by me, even if it's awesome and you'll love it if you ever see it. But in order for that to happen, I have got to really, you know, make sure that I'm resonating from my best, highest and best co-creating self and not listening to the gremlins in the background. You know, the thing that I did realize too, is that I never manifested the, the perfect number of attendees that would have made me feel comfortable with the parking. You know, had I stopped for a minute and thought about the parking before I created the workshop and put it out there for how many people could attend. And I did say spaces are limited, but I never really considered what would be the appropriate parking space. I was thinking of inside space. <laughs> and then I freaked out about the parking spaces. So that's how, as we're growing into the co-creation, and we're learning how to co-create, we really have to think about what am I creating and what is going to resonate with comfort for me? How many people do I really want to talk to? How many people can I comfortably have in my, my space? How many people can I get to have, you know, appropriate parking? You know, all of that, you know, I never even really considered the parking until I started waking up and thinking, oh, no. <laughs> I've probably gotten too many people coming. And as soon as I said, oh, no, and as soon as I started doubting what was going to happen, everything else began to crumble from underneath. And I and I never saw it coming because I wasn't really clicked in. So I offer this to you as as not only uh, information, but enlightenment that you, too, have the ability to co-create and manifest whatever you want in your life, your feelings, your emotional state, your physical state will all resonate at a higher frequency than what you're looking for. You have to be in the right space. And I, I am learning that lesson again. It's not that I haven't learned it. <laughs> Now I have to learn it again and let it resonate on it on another level because I am um, able to create what I want and desire. And this is just another uh, another perfect moment in my path to be able to 
reach out to those who resonate with what I'm going through. And for those of you who have uh, heard about this past weekend and you've offered me love and compassion and comfort, uh, I so appreciate you. <laughs> and, um, and it's good to know that I've got a tribe that has my back and uh, embraces me and believes in my journey. Um, you know, the, the folks that are in my um, purpose sphere, uh, in this great purpose-driven coaching that I'm, I'm getting, uh, and the participants in that whole group coaching, um, I really, really appreciate you guys. You know, Alex and Thomas and, and Alexa, I really appreciate it. And Estelle, uh, you guys are just um, really awesome. And, you know, I've got dear friends, Marie and Cheryl and Cindy and my sister. You know, I really appreciate the kindness that you guys have extended to me in, in speaking words of, of support and comfort and belief in what I'm doing. And, and my good neighbor, Sharon, I appreciate you too. So, you know, there's been so many good, good people um, that learned about this and heard about this. And, um, and Jeremy, yeah, I could go on. I could go on. So there's just so many people that I appreciate and, and, um, and it's going to be okay. You know, it's going to be okay. And, and every time, um, something like this happens, I come out stronger. I come out more enthusiastic about the path I'm going on and, and more eager, uh, and excited to learn a new way to, to push past it and not let it win because there is no quit in me. And the belief that I have in this business and the belief that I have in what I have to offer, um, that, that is still so strong. And I know that if I continue to walk toward it, that it will reveal itself and I'll be ready. So I thank you for being a part of Awakened Hearts. I thank you for your messages. I thank you for um, all the things that you offer back to me. Um, one of the things that I had talked about before, and I really would love to do this, I would love to be able to do a Zoom presentation, a Zoom interview with, with one of you guys that, that wants to be a part of the show. And instead of them seeing your face, of course, they'll hear you on Zoom, but we will tape it ahead of time and then I'll run the podcast. And I would love to have, um, your wisdom on the show too, a time that you awakened your heart or a struggle that you're going through that you would like to awaken your heart from. So um, you can message me um, uh, here at Anchor. If you get the Anchor mobile app, then you can send a message to me. You can also, if you're on Facebook with me, uh, message me through uh, Messenger, or you can send me an email at empoweredmidge, that's empoweredmidge, M-I-D-G-E, at gmail.com. And let me know what you would like to offer um, as a as a talking point for the show. And I would love to have you on. So thank you so much. And I appreciate you. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. And that uh, if you do find yourself in the dark night of the soul, that is not the end. And there are people that will be there for you as well. And if you don't know anybody, give me a shout out and I'll help you through it. Thank you so much. Namaste. Deep gratitude to my friend Tim McClendon of Tim McClendon Music for allowing me to use an excerpt from Interlude 4, a song found on his CD entitled Sundance.